Hello and welcome to Smash Hit Sports. Week one of college football is in the books and it was kind of disappointing. I'm going to be honest. And I, I speak as a fan who's like, my team won. We didn't play anybody, whatever. Um, but I think it was kind of disappointing. We had one ranked matchup the entire week. Uh, we had three wins over a ranked opponent. Like it, it was... It wasn't a super compelling week one schedule. We kind of knew that going in. There were some games that were absolutely electric. And um, while while the Colorado-TCU game, I would love to talk about that one first. But unfortunately, there's another game that we have to talk about first, Nick. And your Clemson Tigers, my national championship pick, you want to talk about shit in the bed, <laughs> brother. That was oh, tough. Oh, yeah, dude. You have them winning it all, Cody. Yeah. I forgot. You should feel as much pain as I do now. But yeah, Chalk um, that up as a dono to DraftKings. Fuck. Yeah. I Well, one, I never never bet on my own team. So I, I went into that game. I actually watched it with, like, a bunch of my – college buddies because it uh, naturally it was labor day weekend so we were all yep. together you know drinking whatnot but no one seemed nervous at all which yes us clemson fans especially like recent grads have kind of been spoiled um but like we just went through this dju thing we've been pretty bad the past two years for clemson standards and nobody was even considering a loss uh, that I talked to and I was like, this is a, a road game. Like, do you guys, you don't, you don't know Riley Leonard. Like we're going into Duke, Duke won nine games last year. Why, why isn't anyone even talking about it? And the energy made me scared because normally when that shit happens, that's when you get shocked. That's when you get upset. Um, so I wasn't like really shocked, but obviously I hate was, disgusted and very disappointed um i mean we you watched the game yep do you think it was clemson playing like horrendously bad or was it like the most like unlucky offensive red zone performance of all time so don't get me wrong duke made plays in the red zone and i don't want to discredit them at all like they they showed up and that's what you have to do to beat these top teams. Um, that being said, it it was a mind-blowing offensive performance in my mind. Watching Clemson do, they bring in Garrett Riley, and they did almost nothing of what we saw at TCU. It was it was almost essentially this, the, like even the quarterback runs. Like I thought we would see a little bit more of the dynamic stuff that they did with Max Duggan. And it was the, still the same, like roll out, like runs to the weak side. It was, it was gross. It was the, the outside zone yeah. running was okay with Will Shipley, but like the downfield passing was nowhere to be found. Everything that like TCU Cade did down the field throw. was... Like, it, I, it was insane. I watched that Cade against UNC looks like he could be 100% a Heisman candidate. Like, I don't regret going into the season saying I'm a Cade believer because we saw what he can do. And then it, today, or against Duke, it was like, oh, I, he had the yips. He forgot how to throw the ball more than 20 yards downfield. He was throwing ducks, air balls yeah. out there. He should, we should have more picks. But 
and there and there were a lot of like streeter screens and stuff from like the old days that like immediately in the first quarter i was like why are we running bubble screens yep. every other play again like this is yep. what i exactly what i wanted to change um and i do know that garrett riley's agent was like oh well we're running the clemson offense not the garrett riley offense apparently that's a quote from before the game so maybe well, <laughs> maybe garrett riley didn't have full control which if not what the hell are we doing but also when you look back at it like the amount of times that Clemson kind of drove down the field with ease, relative ease, yep. run game looked really good. Some of the plays worked. Um, and then they'd get to the one yard, like Phil Maffa would take like a, a seven yard run and be like an inch short of the goal line yep. down six. And then, oh, but you're not in. And then, of course, the next snap is the fumble that Duke returns 80 yards. And it's like, Yes, the final score was horrendous. Clemson should not lose by 21 to Duke. But I can't help but think that there's no way we lose that game like from a momentum and an energy standpoint if not for those incredibly fluky plays in the red zone. Yeah, I see, I agree. But also at the same time, I think for the better of the next, like, I feel a little more confident now than I would have if they would have won that game like 14-13 and we saw that offense do what it does. There's no way they trot out the same offense going forward. If if they do, that's on Dabo for just refusing to change because it was it was yeah. abhorrent. I mean, it, no, it, was it was really tough to watch. And you mentioned with the bubble screens, like that was the toughest part of just not allowing – Klubnik to make plays down the field and the running game did look good like the Clemson's offensive line like bullied Duke a little bit like Will Shipley looked good Phil Maffa looked good his anytime touchdown prop didn't hit god damn it but it should like it, it, it really should have though right like, so I think it's a combination I think that so the 13 and it was a 13 and a half point spread um Clemson was the favorite in that game I don't think they were ever going to cover that just because of the the scheme and the offense and what they were trying to do. However, you don't lose by 21 points without some some unfortunate bounces. And that football is an odd shaped football. Like sometimes it doesn't bounce your way. But it's just, at, at the mean, end of the day, they were still they they. I don't think they were going to win that game even if they didn't have like the kicker issues and stuff like that. I think Clemson lost the game. I don't think Duke beat Clemson as much as some people are saying it. Um, and again, like. Like you're saying, Clemson, no way they try out the same offense. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, and and it, it's just because I've I've watched my – I've heard myself say that so many times where I'm like, we just look so bad. There's no way we have, like, the same game plan again. And then, of course, we do. And, like, DJ would play a terrible game. I'd be like, let's please, like, put in Cade. Let's try something different. We wouldn't. Um, and so – like, I, I don't know. I, I And I, I also hate that I can't – it's the same problem where I can't decide whether it's Cade not being able to do what they want him to do. So they're scared and they're calling this, you know, bullshit mm -hmm. short route uh, pass, pass play scheme. Or is it just the offensive coordinator and the whole entire system is flawed? Because with DJ, like, I, I can't tell with that um, – Oregon State game I, can, I still can't tell if he's like 
had this resurgence. I know some people are saying Clemson owes DJU an apology. Not yet. But with DJ, I was like, is it him or is it Brandon Streeter? And now I'm like, is it Cade or is it just the scheme? I, I don't know, and I hate that I don't know. So, yeah, hopefully we change the offense. But it, it, overall, it was just so disappointing. Like, I going to sleep was, was tough that night. Yep. And it, it, the good news is, is you got two weeks to figure it out. You play Charleston Southern and FAU at home before you bring in the number four team in the country in Florida State. Yeah. And – we could briefly talk about that game. Florida State beat LSU's ass. Big game Brian Kelly showed up in the most big game Brian Kelly fashion, and that is not at all. That, that is exactly what Brian Kelly <laughs> yeah, teams do. Yeah, we did do. call that. We called that it, one. It, he just doesn't show up in big games. I've seen it as a Notre Dame fan. It happens every single year. LSU will go, and they'll win You know the games that they should, and then they'll end up playing like Alabama close. And, you know, there'll be two losses and everybody will be like, oh, LSU's close. And they're not. They're the same same old LSU Tigers. Yeah. Um, same old Brian Kelly. So, yeah, do you got anything on that game that, like, you really – I mean, Keon Coleman's good. the only thing that I saw was that I I kind of knew LSU was overrated. But I, I, I honestly think Florida State is now overrated because – to a lot of people, they beat a team that was number five. LSU, in my opinion, shouldn't have been number five. Yep. But also, like, there were a lot of – maybe you could blame it on week one rust and stuff, but there were a lot of plays that I was like, good God. Like, uh, Johnny Wilson does not look like this perennial star at all, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, Jordan Travis made some bonehead throws. I think Jordan Travis is overrated. Like, I, I don't think he's a Heisman contender, in my opinion, um, or shouldn't be. He played pretty well. But, and then Trey Benson, uh, he played well, but I do I think he's overrated. Uh, and then Trey Benson, I, I don't know. So I, I think that that game, like, looking back on it, I wouldn't be surprised in December if we're like, oh, damn. Like, that game was so hyped, and now both these teams are kind of like two, three losses. It's Fair. just tough. Florida State schedule is so easy, so. Fair enough. Um, only other games that really um, stood out to me, we'll talk Colorado TCU briefly, but um, Baylor losing to Texas State was kind of shocking yeah. to me. Um, their starting oh, yeah. quarterback, Blake Shapin, got hurt, um, but they were down at halftime. So you can blame losing your quarterback all you want. And even if you do, Baylor should not lose to a team like Texas State. Um, that By was, double digits too. Yeah, that was pretty surprising. I like Dave Aranda as a head coach. That was kind of shocking to me. Um, Texas Tech was one of my favorite plays of the week at minus 13 and a half, and they lost outright at Wyoming. Um, and now they play Oregon this week. So, well, I, I know that was a lot of team, a lot of people's sleeper team to uh, win the Big 12. And a lot, that I almost won a victory ooh, lap already in week ooh. one. I won a victory lap that I was saying, don't like Texas Tech shouldn't be your sleeper team. They're not going to yeah. be, they're not going to be that good. Uh, so I, I wasn't surprised at all. Um, with that result. Um, but, I mean, it is still definitely uh, – they, they shouldn't have lost. They're, yeah. they're definitely good enough to – they, now they have an Oregon game, and, and the, what's the spread? It's like six. I mean, we'll get to that game later, but it's kind of a crazy spread. So Yeah, absolutely, especially after what Oregon did to uh, Portland State. Yeah. Um, <laughs> la- last game I really want to talk about is um, the, the TCU-Colorado game. Yeah. A 
I it was electric. It was great for the sport of college football, and I I will die on that hill that like it's good when teams do things that are unexpected. Twenty and a half point underdog. They came out one outright at TCU. I understand that TCU was a a weak national champion runner up, but uh, they were still the national champion runner up last year, and they went into their house and won. And Travis Hunter played like a hundred and ten snaps. He played both ways. Had and that diving interception is like that. That's an NFL level play that yeah, you just saw from that kid. Up. He's unreal. Shadur Sanders, five ten and five touchdowns. Their their true freshman running back having a hundred receiving oh yards and three touchdowns. That what's his name? Dylan Edwards. Yes. Or yeah. Something? Or yeah, it's something Edwards. Um, uh, I'll Google it real quick. Okay, but but his, regardless, I was shocked. At how Dude. good he was. I had no idea. I was like, oh, Colorado, blah, blah. He's incredible. <laughs> yeah, Dylan Edwards is the name because we want to make sure we put some respect on it. Um, he was yeah, committed right. to Notre Dame and then he decommitted to go to Colorado and play with Dion. Um, oh, boy. <laughs> that doesn't break my heart at all. That being no. said, holy, holy shit, what a day. What a day for Colorado. It Now, I was already hyped for the Nebraska at Colorado game because these two teams hate each other, old Big 12 rivalry. And now you have Nebraska, who just nebraska as hard as any Nebraska team has ever nebraska <laughs> against Minnesota. I mean, that was that was a Scott Frost game, true and true. And true. You can take the, take the man out of Nebraska, but you can't take the Nebraska out of the man. And then Colorado, who is riding as high as any team in the country, right? It's... They, they, this is going to be, um, I, I saw on Twitter, this is already one of the most bet college football games of all time, including the playoffs, including national wow. championship games. This is this is going to have, and they, they think it will by the time kickoff happens on Saturday, have more handle than any other college football game in the history of the sport. This is going to be unbelievable. Yes. It's like all the, all the, in my opinion, all the money. It's all the money's on Colorado, by the way. All the money, all of the money is on Colorado. That spreads crazy, but yeah, I mean, and and like you said, Nebraska, Nebraska, it's super hard um, last week, and I had Nebraska money line. It's disappointing, but I also sprinkled some money on Colorado money line, which was amazing. I'm telling you, it's college football is the only thing I, I really do well on these days. But I, I'm off to a hot start. I this that spread was insane. I said it probably last episode, probably the episode before that. People are were actively looking for reasons to hate Colorado, without any validity, right? Because yep. Deion Sanders is is a good guy. People are like, oh, he's a clown. He, no, he's a he's a great football, like smart football player. He's a great guy. He's got a great personality. He's a great leader. And he brought in a ton of amazing players. Yep. Why? People are like, it can't win. They just won one game. It doesn't matter. You know? Like, I, am I surprised they won? Yes. But that spread was insane to me. So, the, Colorado, and the, this isn't like, I don't think it's completely out of the. Um, like out of the realm of possibility, Colorado's schedule over the next f- three, four games, they play Nebraska, Colorado State, both of those games at home. Then they play Oregon and USC. Probably not going to win those. But then they play Arizona State and Stanford. They realistically could hit their win total over 
by October 14th. Yeah. Like, like that's not out of the realm of possibility yeah. at all, which, yeah. which is crazy. And I, I, I'm upset I didn't place their win total over. But um, it, about the game, uh, the Colorado-Nebraska game, if, if th- that game is such a staple to college football, like I am so excited to watch it. Everyone has to yep. watch it. Even if they were still both like unranked, is Colorado ranked now? They're they're in the AP poll. Yes, Colorado is ranked. I believe right. they are thought, either twenty second so, or twenty third. Even if they weren't, like that's a must watch game. And I do think that if it was in Nebraska, that I would probably take Nebraska just because of how much that game would mean to, you know, that school. Like, but it's yeah. in Colorado, and it's the exact opposite effect, in my opinion, where you're going to have everyone who is like in shock that goes to that school, all the students are going to be like all out. It's going to be like the most packed we've ever seen that stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to be awesome. Like the energy there is going to be great. So yeah, I, I'm very excited for that game. Yeah. It's, it's going to be incredible. Let's, let's get into um, week two and there is a game on Thursday night. Uh, I believe it's Louisville. Um, week two brought to you by SeatGeek. Yeah. Yeah, so let's uh, let's do new new sponsor alert um, for the podcast. Actually, the the first I guess sponsor alert, but um, Smash It Sports brought to you by Seat Geek. Seat Geek. Um, we now have a code. So if you download the Seat Geek app, which you should, it I had the app on the phone before I worked with Seat Geek. I'm actually mad that I can't use my own code because I've already downloaded downloaded it and used the app, but. The best place to get your tickets, it tells you whether or not your tickets are a good deal. You get the best price. You can see the prices with you know whatever fees. That way you know what you are going to pay for when you check out. Unlike some of these other ticket ticketing services that you know hide their shit and then they get you at the end with fees. You can see everything up front. It's super great. Um, but if you use code Smash Hits Sports, all one word, Smash Hits Sports, you get twenty dollars off your first ticket purchase at SeatGeek. Um, which, you know, they're helping you guys out because the best part about college football is the in-game atmosphere and the in-game environment. Um, so go out and get to some football games, especially this week two slate is loaded, dude. It's, it's loaded. This is what, when week one was like, eh, this is okay. Week two has so many phenomenal games. And it starts uh, in a game that I will absolutely be watching Friday night Illinois at Kansas is a Big Ten, Big 12 matchup where it is, I'm not going to say unstoppable force meets immovable object, but it's very much Illinois is a phenomenal defensive team. And that is what Brett Bielema has staked his hat on is is being great defensively. Kansas has Jalen Daniels and a really good offense under Lance Leipold, like their electric um, that game's a three-point spread, seven thirty kickoff in Lawrence, Kansas. That's going to be a fun one. Yeah, no, I, I yeah, I, I mean, if you, um, if you told me maybe two months ago that I was going to care about that game, I probably would say no way. But the more I've thought about it, the more I, I watched both teams' highlights, I was like, you know what? Like Illinois looked pretty good. They beat they beat a Toledo team that I think won the MAC last year. Yes. Um, yep. And like statistically the, the, the score was close, but Illinois looked like the better team for sure. Uh, I was kind of surprised the defense is still very much 
Stout, Toledo was really struggling. Their EPA was really low. It was like the 10th percentile. Uh, still better than Clemson's, obviously. But um, And then Kansas Kansas played, well, like Missouri State or something. The, the spread was like 32. They won by 31. They looked standard. Uh, but I was definitely more impressed with Illinois, more surprised with Illinois. Um, but if, if we're talking about the – best thing to expect uh the over under is 57 and a half i know you yep. agree with this but I, I i like illinois defense to kind of uh but play well enough for that under to be free <laughs> yeah we'll we'll talk about that in our best bets but i i am also all over that under but that should be yeah. a fun game close game um excited for that um let let's start with the saturday slate we'll start with the early games and go down because there are going to be some electric ones they finally put for some reason that the kickoff for texas and alabama last year was it like noon no it's a night game yeah, that's a, in bryant denny yeah. oh, fuck that environment's gonna be awesome um but let's start with notre dame at nc state um it's my squad nc state is a seven point dog don't understand that um they beat uh yukon by 10 um, this Notre Dame team currently has a point differential of 94 to six through two yeah. weeks, um, playing Navy and Tennessee state. This, this should be a fun game. Um, I don't get I, I, I want to see Notre Dame play like legitimate competition. Cause this is the first yeah. test that we will get prior to, um, going in and playing, uh ohio state on september 23rd so should be fun i'm excited for it this is what i don't get about like spreads and whatnot is that like nc state kind of barely beat uconn like i know they won by 10 double digits yeah. but it, that like i was like oh my god uconn might win this game when i was watching it yep um and then notre dame crushes navy and if i pinned navy and uconn together i think that game would be a dog fight shoot like it, it would i wouldn't know who to pick the spread would be even or something you know yep and so how is nc state getting only like they're they're plus seven it should be like plus yep. 20 in my opinion so i just everything seems so fishy when i see stuff like that um i don't know what to expect but i i hope i guess just because i have no skin in the game i hope that it's uh, close maybe maybe vegas is on or something maybe it's like this really really close game that we can watch at noon but i from what i've seen notre dame looks fantastic and again i've been a sam hartman guy all last year and this year so yep. far and he's done nothing to uh to show that i'm wrong for for that so i'm expecting him to have a field day out there yep um i i got a bet on that game that i really like but we'll talk about it later um Utah at Baylor is a game that I was a lot more excited for when both of the quarterbacks were healthy and Cam Rising and Blake Shapin. And now I don't know if either of them are going to play. It still doesn't look like Cam Rising is 100%. So I think they're going to to trot in the backup again. Baylor's a seven and a half point dog at home. Um, this was going to be a really fun game. I'm going to be honest with the other games going on in the noon slate. I'm probably not going to watch this one. Um but it, it this is a game that like could I don't know be fun to talk about at the end of the year. But. Yeah, I mean I don't know if you have uh, YouTube TV, but they have the uh, like the quad box that you can yep. watch. Yep. And I I was doing it a bunch this weekend and in week zero, but 
Utah Baylor is going to be the game that like I'm not going to have the volume on, but it'll be in like the bottom right, and I'll I'll kind of I'll know what's happening, but I I don't care to hear about the announcers' opinions in that game. Blah blah blah. Um, and again, it's a it's a much lower over under. Um, so yep, yeah, it's not going to be like as exciting as we expected, but. Again, I mean, B- Baylor just lost to Texas State. Like, I'm interested to see if they're just going to shit the bed or not, I guess. They, they're playing at home. So I'll be tuned in um, at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, shout out the dude, whoever put together the college football quad box. That shit is sexual. Oh, my dude, and God. The, and the Fuck game, me, the game that I'm going to have the volume on for the quad box is this next game. Which yeah, is it's Nebraska-Colorado. <laughs> yeah. like, this game this game is going to be electric. This was on one I, – I think I did a top ten list of non-conference games that I am the most excited to watch this season in the offseason. This made the list prior to Colorado's win last week, and that just makes it all the, all the sweeter – I'm so pumped for this game, dude. Shit, like, yeah. can Dion do it again? All eyes of the sports world are going to be on this noon kickoff game. It's going to be electric, and I cannot wait to watch. Like, oh. I can't fathom um, the idea of, of, like, we just saw all the talent that Colorado has. I guess I'm not super sold on their defense, Um and, and, and we need to see more from TCU, right? Because, like, I, I Chandler Morris played, like, not great. Like, I think Chandler Morris mm-hmm. is actually pretty good. Uh, but they still put up a lot of points. So I can't tell. But as far as Shadur Sanders, Dylan Edwards, this running back who is, like, literally better than any running back I've ever seen in my life, and then Travis Hunter and all this, like, I, I think Colorado is going to wallop Nebraska, right? But – it's a rivalry game, so you never know. And yeah, maybe it's a, a one hit wonder for Dion in the non conference. This the atmosphere in Boulder for that game. If I could go to any game in the country this week, you can have Texas oh, Alabama. I'm going to Nebraska at Colorado. Like uh, honestly, it, I wish game day was going there. Like Yeah. That it, would be it, amazing. It will be electric. I, I'm going to take Colorado to win that game as well. It it should be so much fun. Um, I'm, not, I'm not betting against Dion anymore, dude. I'm not doing yeah, it. No, I, no way. I'm definitely I'm slamming that. But that reminds me, speaking of game day, and we don't have to touch on this much, but we didn't really talk about how terrible South Carolina's offensive line looked against North Carolina, which goes hand-in-hand hand with uh, our Vandy South Carolina bet that I think we're both officially not feeling very good about. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. Well, Vandy's two and zero, so yeah. hold your hold your horses, brother. That's true. Um, yeah, no, so, dude. South Carolina looked like shit, man. That offensive uh, line looks so bad. So, uh, Spencer Rattler had zero touchdowns. Like I, it was his season last year was all like the highs were high, the lows were so low, and they were low that I. I was surprised with UNC's defense. We'll see if that that's legit because they, I don't know, maybe they can make some noise in the ACC. But maybe maybe the ACC is back. Maybe it's a football conference now. Hey, people have been saying ACC people. did really well. That's two ACC teams that knocked off SEC teams last week in Florida State and uh, in North Carolina. So yep. I don't know. Hand, hands are up, but as an ACC guy. That's pretty hey, cool. <laughs> you, you love to see it. Um, yeah. Let's talk about an ACC team. Um, this game means 
a little bit more, um, not because of what's going to happen on the field, but because of what happened off it um, last season. Uh, James Madison is coming into Virginia. Um, Virginia is a six-point dog in that game. Um, James Madison has been very, very good. They would have went bowling last year if it wasn't for the dumbest rule in the NCAA. Um, That being said, this is Virginia's first home game um, since three players were uh, tragically killed in a shooting. Um, What what do you – how do you even coach through something like that? Like it'll be – It'll be unbelievably emotional for that entire crowd. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Um, you know, they'll have your moment of silence. This, you know, mm-hmm. the crowd's going to be so loud at the beginning of that game, just paying their respects. Um, and again, I, I'm pretty sure JMU and UVA like played last year, maybe a couple years ago. I think JMU won. This is like this is this is a game that. I think UVA can ride the energy of the moment. Um, Cause again, it's not like this is their first game back and it's not, you know, yeah. like they, they played Tennessee and they got, they got handed to them. So uh, I, I really think that just the home energy is going to take UVA and, and the moment is going to be too big and uh, they're, they're going to win this one. Yeah. I, I don't have any skin in this game. I hope that Virginia wins. Yeah, so and it is it is like a hope thing. Like I, yeah. I would kind of be upset if they didn't. Um, but it just I don't know. We we talked about Hawaii and thinking you know mm. that they were gonna win their first home game with all, and then of course they don't. But it's like so yep. maybe in my head I'm pushing narratives too much, but they do exist. Like you go back in history and stuff like this. Yep happens all the time um and and it's not considered in the analytics spread making machine that vegas is so i don't know i I honestly i mean i I almost don't want to bet on it either just because like it is just such a bigger than football thing it's bigger than my 20 dollars that i want to throw but um yeah i mean you're, they're still feeling the after effects of it. You know, canceled the games last year to finish the season. I think they even yep. canceled some basketball games. Like, it it's going to mean a lot to this school. So, I'm 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 very excited to watch that. Like, that scene at the beginning of that game. Yeah, and I think it'll be the other cool t- cool thing too is that James Madison is like 50 minutes from the University of Virginia. So, like yeah. these are these are two teams that are very close. Um, I know that you know JMU will be impacted by it as well. So um, we'll be, that's we'll be my, tuned in for that. That's my stopping ground right there. You know, like I'm, I'm like an hour from both schools. So Back in your neck of the woods. Yes, sir. Um, let's go to the 330 slate in what is the only ranked group of five team against an Ole Miss squad that they're not ranked, but they had a hell of a showing in week are one. Jackson, Ole Miss isn't ranked? Oh, they are. They are. My bad. It's 20. Um, okay. So – we we do have a ranked matchup here. Jackson Dart looked phenomenal. And credit to Tulane. I thought that South Alabama would really give them fits. They did at the beginning of that game, but Tulane closed it out strong. Um, they're bringing back their quarterback from last year who has been nothing short of incredible. Tulane's a seven-point dog. This game is at Tulane. Yeah, I, 
this game should be awesome. Uh, I, this is, I'm very excited. Again, yeah, this slate is unbelievable. Um, I We talked about it when we were doing like our record predictions at the beginning of the year, and I think we mm-hmm. both were like, yeah, we're going to take Ole Miss here. Like, we like Tulane, but it just feels right. But I guess I kind of thought that South Alabama was going to match the talent level of Tulane, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Tulane is like one step above them still. So. Um, which kind of surprised me. I, I was pleasantly surprised by how good Tulane looked on paper and eye test. Um, and then I, I think I'm just not that much of an Ole Miss guy this year. So the plus seven number, I mean, I like, I, I like to, I, I think Tulane's going to, going to take it. I'm, I'm definitely really excited for it though. Yeah, this will be one, and the over under two is like sixty six. Yeah, like really there's, there's gonna be so many points. Um, this game, I'm gonna do a a side by side with this game. We're gonna have Ole Miss and Tulane, and then we're gonna have Texas A&M and Miami, and it's, it, it might be a tale of two games because I think Ole Miss and Tulane is gonna be very high scoring. I think Texas, uh, Texas A&M and Miami are two really good defenses. I think I have them both in my top twenty defenses for this season. Um, but that's another yeah. game that. We thought last year, like, I thought it was going to be like, all right, which of these teams is, like, kind of back? And it turns out which it Neither. was just which of these teams is just the least shitty. Yeah. Um, but this year that, is different, though. This year, this year though, um, Texas A&M is, is ranked, um, and, and rightfully 23rd, so. Right? And, They're and 23rd. I, I, was, I was really impressed with both teams. I don't know about you. Yeah, Connor Wegman looked good. Like he looked the the prince that was promised for Texas A and M. They might have their best quarterback since, you know, maybe Johnny, because um, they, they didn't have a great string of quarterbacks after him. Kellen um, Mond, baby. And, and the other thing is, is we kind of talked about it in week one, but like you get to you get a chance to see what these teams do schematically, even against poor opponents. Is you get to see, hey, what does this team want to do? Um, how do they want to attack? And they did kind of spread the ball out a little bit, and they ran the ball like they were they were aggressive. Connor Wegman threw it down the field quite a bit, 10, 15 yards down the field, um, and, he, and he made those plays. He looked good. His, his accuracy was on point. I like Texas A&M in this game. I think they, they beat Miami at Miami. Um, this, I think Texas A&M, with LSU already dropping one, they might be the second-best team in the West. Yeah. I, I can absolutely see that. Um, I readjusted my top 25 rankings like for the end of the season, and I just posted it like three hours ago, so check out my Instagram. Um, but I, I think I have Texas A&M finishing as the second-best team in the West. I They looked really motivated. They looked really, really physical. Mm-hmm. Their defense looked um, like better than I was expecting them to mm-hmm. with just big hits ball hawking attacking players i was they're flying was around like, out there they're flying yeah. around everywhere i was just like god damn I, I mean again not the best opponent but then i was also impressed with miami just because you know obviously before the narrative came out of nowhere i was not worried about miami losing that game but then the miami ohio quarterbacks like we're the best miami and blah blah, blah. Yeah, and people and you know it actually like convinced a lot of people to bet on Miami, Ohio, and it was never a game. Miami nope. smoked them. 
and nope. looked really good in the process. So I think both these teams might actually be back this year. Um, they could easily finish the year ranked. And, yeah, I think the spread's right uh, and the over-run is right. This game is just going to be a dogfight. Like, if I could guarantee a game that I think is going to be close, I think it's this one. Yep. I, I I would agree with you. Um, another seven o'clock kickoff. This is the game of the weekend. This is the game that has the most playoff implications. This is where college game day is at. Um, the bar stool is doing their thing here as well. Um, mm-hmm. It is. It's going to be a phenomenal atmosphere. The Dixieland delight is going to be loud. Alabama is being petty. They put their visitors tickets for this game in the upper deck because that's what Texas did to them so that Alabama didn't bring their band last year. Yeah, it amazing. is it's unbelievable. It's going to be a raucous crowd. Quinn Ewers, Jalen Milrow, which first off, any Alabama fan that is going to sit here and be like, Jalen Milrow's the next Jalen Hurts because look at what he did against Middle Tennessee State. It's Middle Tennessee State. Chill the fuck out. Anyway, <laughs> stupid Yes, Alabama idiots, fans. Um, but we do get to see uh, Alabama's an unbelievably talented roster up and down that thing. And so is Texas. Like, this is going to be a phenomenal game. Alabama is a seven-point favorite at home. The over-under is 54.5. I think this is going to be like a 28-24, like a close 31 25 game like this is going to be a great game i cannot wait to watch who are you picking yeah. this one um this is this is sparking a new sec rivalry right which i love um i know a lot of sec teams claim their rivals with alabama but it seems like alabama fans and uh even personnel are they don't like texas right now yep. and luckily texas gets to probably play alabama again next year or maybe if not next year, the year after. So um, I'm pumped for that. And and this is my thing. You know how the home team in college football, from a spread standpoint, gets like a three-point Three cushion. to four, yeah. It's whatever it is. It's like, oh, if you're minus three and you're at home, that means the game's really a pick em, but you're at home, so you get minus three. Alabama, yep. I think, because it's Alabama and you don't win there in Brian Denny, I think Vegas just gives them a seven-point cushion. Like, it's that type of situation where I do think this game is more of a pick but because Alabama's at home, it's going to be that much harder for Texas to win. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be just moments where Texas is not going to be able to hear the snap and, and the momentum's going to shift here and there. Um, so I do like Alabama to win mm-hmm. um, for that reason. So it makes sense, but I'm not, I don't think I'm going to touch it from a spread standpoint just because that's that seven point cushion there is, is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, you talk about Alabama being phenomenal at home. Um, since Nick Saban was hired at Alabama, um, it, it, their home record is absolutely insane like 98 Um, six or something right yes it it is unbelievable they are 54 percent at home against the spread which is like a top five in in like top five of among all fbs and that's against the spread 
since 2008, Alabama at home is an unbelievable 99 and five. They win 95.2% of their home games. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I'm going to take Bama to win. Um, I'll probably bet. um, I'll probably bet Texas to cover just for fun, but I won't. That will not be my heaviest play of the day. I can guarantee you that. I think that might be a a toss it in the teaser type play, depending on what side you're on. Like if you like Bama, take them at minus one. If you like Texas, take them at plus 13. That makes a ton of sense to me. But yeah, if you're just straight betting it, um, I'm I'm actually not going to touch it. But I don't even want to touch it because this is the type of game like that you, you don't, don't need an invested you don't have interest to, to have any skin in the game to be like this is amazing. Yeah. Just like Tennessee Alabama last year, which is just it's a game that you really just want to watch. I honestly wish it was like the three thirty CBS game because that's what feels so college football-y to me. Yeah. Uh, but we'll probably have like what Chris Fowler on the call, um, Herb Street. Yeah, uh, you know, it, like the, the the national championship guys. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, again, the energy is going to be crazy. It's going to be great. It, that, like, yeah, that's going to be awesome. Yep. So let's move on to the next one. Um, UCF at Boise State is UCF put up hella points in week one. They looked phenomenal. Um, Boise State didn't look incredible they, against they Washington. But I think points. I think it says a lot more about Washington than it does about Boise State. Like wa- Washington is well, damn good. Yeah, it, I am definitely I, I agree with that. That Washington is legit. If you don't think so, you're stupid. But I did watch that game and was very. It, I was worried about how bad Boise State's defense looked, uh, yep. just from a preparation standpoint and like a skill standpoint. I was just like, oh god, they. They're not going to be able to to hold up against any good offenses, um, and so I like for for so long, like I had Boise State in a New York Six Bowl because I was like they're going to lose to Washington, but it'll be close-ish, and then they'll win out. But like they got smoked by Washington. Yes, Washington is that good, but I I feel like yeah. a lot of us kind of knew that. So I've dropped Boise State out of that. Uh, New Year's Six Bowl, and they're getting three and a half points at home against UCF. Everything's pointing to you just taking UCF here. Um, what, what do you think? What are you going to take? Yeah, I, I'm i probably going to take the over more than anything at 57 okay. and a half. Um, I like John Reese Plumley. I like that offense. The The thing with UCF is I have not seen a single ounce of what their defense can do yet. And that was that was my concern with this team. Um, because they did get a couple of transfers on the defensive side of the ball, and I haven't seen it yet. And that's right. And they'll have to. That's the Boise State. I, yep. And that's the I one thing that does like, concern me. It's sneaky though. Like it should be really, really close, really fun. Like some of the games, like the Ole Miss Tulane game, right? But I really just don't know what to do. Um, and just because I, like, I'll just die on the Boise State Hill and, and eat my words. If they lose to UCF and start 0-2, um, it's just not going to be their year, and that's fine. Yep. I was wrong. But I'm I'm not going to bow out yet, so I'm going to go with Boise State because, again, Hell I yeah. don't really have a, a reason to go for UCF. So, uh, But that's a game that like you could, you could quad box in there if you wanted to on YouTube TV for sure. 
Hell yeah. You got to ride with your boys. I'm going to take UCF then just so we're different. Um, okay, cool. I, was, I was waiting to see what you would say. And then I was just going to put yeah, the yeah, opposite. Cause I, I, this game really, I don't have a ton of conviction either way. Um, this is a game that I do think we're going to be different on Oregon at Texas tech. Tyler, Tyler Shaw, um, did not look good for the, for the red Raiders. They went into Wyoming, which is the highest altitude college football stadium in the country. Uh-oh. 7,215 feet up in the air. Um, and they did kind of look gassed a little bit and they, it got them. They, they got got by Wyoming. Um, not a, not a phenomenal game. Um, that being said, Lubbock is a different place to play. This total is sky high, 68 and a half. Poor, I, I think a lot of the public is going to be on Oregon. They're going to see the six and a half number. They're going to think it's crazy. I wouldn't be shocked if it made it to seven. Um, I think everybody and their mom is going to be on Oregon because of what they did against Portland State and how good Bo Nix was and all this and that. I think Texas Tech wins this game outright in Lubbock. Whoa. I, I thought it at the oh, beginning yeah. of the season. I think it now. I'm taking Texas Tech in this one. I I think it is going to be a I think it is going huh. to be a very close game. A lot of points scored, but give me Texas Tech. So that's fascinating because. Uh, before you said that, I was like, yeah, obviously I'm taking Oregon. Not even because of what Oregon did, but just I was just like, oh, God, Texas Tech, so fraudulent, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But I honestly kind of agree that everyone's going to be like, uh, Texas Tech looks like garbage and Oregon's amazing. And Texas Tech is at home and they're talented enough to absolutely have a bounce back week. Yep. It could be that Texas Tech, what, maybe they were like sleeping a little bit because that's definitely a, a statistic that comes into play when you have a, a huge game the week after a game that is quote-unquote not huge. You might lose that game. It's a trap. So it, it's perhaps, I, I don't know yet, maybe Oregon blows Texas Tech out of the water, but I don't hate that prediction um, just because the narrative is there. So mm-hmm. I respect that. And if I'll tip my cap if it happens, but I'm I'm still gonna go Oregon. Um, but now I'm actually more excited because I think it could definitely be close. I, I think this game is going one of two ways. I think Texas Tech wins outright, or I think Oregon wins by two touchdowns, and I don't think there's an in between. <laughs> like I, I, you know, so if it's, it's close, Texas uh, Tech wins. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which yep. is fair, right? Just because you have yeah. the home crowd and all that. Um, yeah, I. No, like that you've actually successfully like increased my excitement for this game tenfold. Let's go. Uh, so that's what <laughs> we're about. Cap already. We're just hyping uh, up college football over here. It's great. Yeah, and that's that's the purpose here. That's why we're even covering these games for, for you guys. Because I'm yeah. pumped now. Um Yeah, that's be good, especially with the, with an over that high. Um we'll, we'll move on to, to Wisconsin, Washington State. I have Dude. a lot I have a lot to say about Wisconsin. I, I I'm a bit disappointed in their performance against Buffalo. What did you see? Yeah, I I was more disappointed with their defense than their offense. I was like, oh, they got um, you know UNC's offensive coordinator, and yet somehow they also got UNC's defense because they looked they did not look good um, against Buffalo. I'm, I'm going to no. be honest. I expected a lot more out of the defense. Um, I thought the offense was okay. Like they they did what they needed to do. They scored 38. Yeah, like I, they were I thought it was They were meshing, trying to build some chem. I, I agree with that. Um, but it was it was too close for comfort for a little there. They were up by like four oh, yeah. in the fourth quarter, 
Yeah. Um, and I, I'm sitting here with Wisconsin in my CFP. <laughs> right. Which I, I mean, at least Brent, they won. You lost Clemson yep. already pretty much. But, well, I guess not technically. Not yet. I have, not I have, yet. Hope, I have yet. hope so. But, um, yeah, I need to see a lot more from Wisconsin. Now they have a game on the road against a Power 5 team. So this is, for me, kind of like a was I, uh, was I right or was I wrong game. And I'm pumped for that. Um, also nervous though, but I, this is definitely one of those like fade games where I'm not going to pick a winner or any, like, I don't, I don't want any part of it. I'm just, I just need to watch or even check the score later. Yeah. This is going to be a fun one. Um, I I'm excited to see Luke fickle, like with a a team that like, he's going to have to really dial it up, um, and, and see what that, that Wisconsin team can do. Um, and then a game that I didn't think I would be talking about this week, but we're going to throw it in here. Auburn at Cal. Cal looks good against North Texas. Like they, they put up points. That offense was great. Their running back was incredible. Like he, he was, he was phenomenal. The last thing we talked about on our uh, week one preview was how I had Cal, uh, minus six and a half against North Texas. And it was like, you were like, don't do that. Like, no way. And then I was yeah. like, you know what? You're actually like, I have no reason to take Cal. I don't. I'm and sorry so I talked I, you out of I, a winning I, bet. That's on you me. You did talk me out of a winning bet, which is fine. I don't care. But I was definitely like, I, I looked at the uh, gameonpaper.com. You should go there and, and look at stats if, if you ever are interested in deep dive analytics. But Cal was like crushing it in every metric offensively and defensively. Uh, put up a ton of points. That guess how many yards of total offense they had in that game against North Texas? I would say probably four or five hundred yards. And they had like six hundred forty total yards of offense. Fuck, dude. They had like three hundred fifty rushing yards, almost three hundred passing yards, and I was just like, oh my god, that's insane. They held North Texas to two hundred total yards of offense. It was yep. one of the most dominant performances of Week One, uh, and the spread was six for Cal. <laughs> so. Yep. Cal is now at home against Auburn, and me says they're going to do it again. I kind of like Cal. Yeah. I kind of like oh, Cal. I'm all over Cal, baby. Give Let's me Cal. go. I'm riding that because I think people probably didn't even look at the score of that Cal North Texas game. Yeah. Uh, especially East Coast folk that are just like yeah. whatever, um, or the people that only care about the, the teams that are ranked. And yeah, all the SEC people are going to be like, oh, Auburn, yeah, it's SEC. They're going to crush Cal. Um, yeah, no, nope. You don't know Cal like I know Cal. I'm a Cal <laughs> I love that. I'm, I'm an expert. Nick's Nick's team that that he's dying on this year is Cal and South Carolina. I love that for you, dude. That's and uh, Wisconsin. Yes, and Wisconsin. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, at least you're not riding with Vanderbilt. But well, no, hey. I'm actually I I root against South Carolina every time they play. Like, well, yeah, but yeah. I do. I, I, they need to finish with a better record than Vandy or else I'll, uh, secede. I'll, I'll wave the white flag that I, well, the uh, good news is, is when you have to buy me football tickets, you can use promo code smash hit sports to get $20 off your first first purchase. And, uh, I'll buy you tickets to the, uh, IUI versus, Oh, I was going to say Notre Dame college football playoff game, but that's fine. Oh, no, no. I get to choose, right? That's the <laughs> <laughs> You're going to send me to a, like an IU or an Indiana, Indiana State Indiana game? University, Purdue University, Indiana, Indianapolis versus 
uh, Kentucky Wesleyan Kansas. Yeah. D three, you'll have a great time. Can't wait. You have, you have to buy the plane ticket though. Wait. <laughs> Um, all right, the let's get into our best bets. Um, I have three that I'm really passionate about. Um, I'll probably have more on my card come Saturday. Make sure you're following um, on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all that stuff. Um, that way you can see our latest picks because I know things change, right? Injury updates happen. So make sure you guys are following us on social media if you're going to take these picks at all. Um, and let us know if you're riding because the, the best part about winning is winning together. So um, the three bets that I'm going to have um, – the first one I know we're both on Kansas, Illinois under 57 and a half. Um, that number is insanely high. Illinois is 12, 20 and two to the over since they hired Brett Bielema. Um, he is a defensive coach through and through. That's what he does. Illinois didn't have a single game go over this total last year. Not a single one. Um, Yeah. And everyone, everyone's on the over too. Yeah. You 85% of the bets being on the over is insane to me. It's insane to me. I don't. I don't get that at all. Um, Kansas is five and eight to the over at home under Lance Leipold. Like, so it's not like Kansas is some over smashing machine either. Like, yeah, I, you, you you see Big Twelve team, you normally yeah. think, oh, the over is probably a safe bet. But yeah, Kansas isn't necessarily. I mean, they're probably in a lot of high total games. Yeah, uh, at least like like the over under is like sixty five for Kansas Oklahoma, and it doesn't yep. hit something. But yep. um. Yeah, I just like close my eyes and I'm like Illinois in a game where both teams score 30 points. Yeah. Mm, I don't see it. So, um, and I definitely can see like a yeah, 28 to, to 24 type game, uh, which would yeah, hit hit with some comfort there. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely on it. You have better rationale than I do, um, but I'm glad that it, that rationale works in my favor. Um, I actually also have your second pick. Yeah, we're taking Notre Dame. Um, I I was interested to see how NC State would look with Brendan Armstrong reuniting with his offensive coordinator. I was not impressed. Um, I, I like, you know, I like NC State as like a program. And I like what their coach does. But at the same time, this team is 4-8 against the spread since last year. Um, they're seventh worst in FBS over that time. Um, Notre Dame is nine and six against the spread since Freeman took over. So like Notre Dame, I, I will say this. I don't typically bet Notre Dame, not only because they are my team, but also because they are such a public favorite all the time. Like that, the public loves Notre Dame. And I totally understand why they're the, one of the most popular teams in the sport. But Freeman, is, I, I have Freeman has still done a phenomenal job um, <laughs> against the spread. But here's the biggest thing. Notre Dame runs the hell out of the goddamn football. They pound the rock. That offensive line is top five in the nation. They are incredible. The Audric Estime, like they have a stable of running backs there. Notre Dame is averaging six yards a carry this year. It's 14th. Uh, now, granted, not against phenomenal competition, but it's 14th in the country. NC State is uh, averaging 6.2 yards per carry allowed defensively. That is 88th among 90 qualifying teams in the statistic that have played an FBS team. So if you haven't played an and, FBS and, team, well, it doesn't it's, count. And it's just UConn. So they and it is UConn. against UConn. <laughs> they let no. UConn run the third best uh, yards per carry uh, against them, uh, yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm uh, taking I it like, like estimate right two now. plus touchdowns. Like it's going to be, I think Notre Dame dog walks them. I think Notre I Dame agree, dog walks them. I, this is like, it, it sucks though, because 
again, this feels like so free, but it also feels so trappy. And yeah. NC State UConn was kind of that game last year or last week and uh, uh, Purdue Fresno State. Yeah. And neither Purdue or NC State covered, I don't think. Nope. So it's Purdue true. lost outright. Huh? Purdue lost outright to right. Fresno State. So, and they were like minus three or whatever. Yep. Um, so it's true that these traps, as, as unsexy as they may seem, you have to be aware of them. Um, but uh, I also uh, have no self-control, so I'm going to be on Notre Dame here. Um, but I, I, this is one of those games that, like, if, if something happens that's like absolutely shocking, just know that it, it screams trap vibe. Based yep. on this fair. So fair enough. Just keep that in um, mind. And then my my last bet. Um, this is a bet I have decided, as of right now, I will be taking every single week until it doesn't hit. It is going to be the USC over. I'm yeah. going to take USC's over every every game until it doesn't hit. It is 69 and a half, an insanely so high. high number. But USC was 11-3 to the over last season. They're 2-0 to the over this season. Stanford scored 37 on the road last week at Hawaii. Like, the their, offense, man. their offense looked okay. USC has scored 56 and 66 in each game this season. Like, they, they allowed 14 points to Nevada. They allowed 28 to San Jose State. This game's going over. It's going over. Points. The Pac-12 offenses have impressed me in week one. They actually set the record for most conference wins without a loss to start a season. They're 13-0 yeah. and 0 right now. Yeah, they're undefeated. Right? It's insane. That's crazy. Um, yeah, Stanford, I was like, they stink buns. And again, yep. they might stink buns. They probably will stink buns. But their offense is better than I thought they would be. It's funny. I took the uh, USC over last year one time. Um, and it was when it was like 83 I don't know if you nice. remember that. Yeah, I don't know. I forget who it was against, but it was the highest over of like the decade. The season, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I think it's like Damn. I think it's something crazy, and I was like, "This is the rule that if it over is that high or an under is that low, you go under or you go over. Like you take the over of the high over." Yep. And it didn't fucking hit. So I was like, "God damn it!" Now I'm not betting that ever again. And of course, it probably like hasn't even lost since then. Um, so probably. I should probably ride this with you. Um, but I don't know. I'm afraid. So <laughs> fair enough. Uh, but fair I do enough. have, I have my, I, I, I'll just ramble through the other bets that I like a lot this, yep. uh, this week. I like UVA money line, um, yep. for the reasons we discussed before that goes the same with Colorado, Tulane, uh, and Boise. Some of yep. the games that we didn't cover are Wake Forest minus 10 versus Vandy. That is like I, I need that to happen. Vandy can't go three and I was so close to picking that and I didn't. Wait, I was so, ten or what? No, uh Vandy, the Vandy other side of that. Ten? I was yeah, so yeah. close to having that and I'm glad that I didn't, but damn. Well, yeah, I mean you can honestly add it to the graphic just so we can uh make that fight go longer. But I also have Iowa minus four at Iowa State. I think Iowa yep. State beat Iowa last year, so uh this is like a revenge game for Iowa. But luckily for Iowa, they're playing like a, a beaten and battered, like not even a roster kind of Iowa State team. Yeah. Um, State. Yeah. So Iowa's only getting four points, too. And that's just the home field advantage uh, differentiation right there. 
so yeah, give me Iowa all day, every day. That's actually probably like stamp that, put the star there. That's my favorite bet. Um, Texas State uh, plus 13 at UTSA. Texas State beat Baylor by double-digit points, and we're winning at halftime when Baylor had their full roster. We talked about this. That has that, that has to mean Texas State's good, right? Yeah. I, I think that, right? that they're just not getting the respect because, of course, they're not because it's Texas State. But they're playing UTSA. UTSA's offense did not look very good. Um, like, they yeah, lost. A, they lost. They were, they lost I thought that was going to be a game with a ton of points, and then it, it was like, what, 17 to 13? 17 to 14. I had Houston was one of my favorite bets last uh, last week, um, but UTSA was the favorite and they lost. And now they're getting thir- they're minus thirteen against Texas State. I think that's too many points, so I like that. I like Texas State in this um, like a lot. So that I mean that rounds it out. Those are the ones I'm going to be on. The the games that I think you should not bet on are Wisconsin, Washington State, Utah, Baylor, Oregon, Texas Tech. Uh, and then actually, I, I like Cal money line, uh, but I don't love it by any means. It still feels crazy. Uh, but if you yeah. want to ride that with me, I will be on it. So right, let's do it. We're in. We're <laughs> yeah. in. Fuck Lock yeah. it in. Lock Dude, it I'm in. So... Anyone else that wants to ride it. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely hop in on that wave and, and we can celebrate. We can all be Cal fans together, guys. Yeah. Who would have? <laughs> Uh, sentence that I didn't Cal. think we would say at the beginning of the season, but we ride. Let's go, Cal. Undefeated. Come on. Hell yeah. Buddy, they can't go undefeated, so I'm a Cal fan. <laughs> That's tough, buddy. Um, thoughts and prayers in your trying time. Yeah, Good no, news I is know. you're probably not going right to lose now. to Charleston Southern. So. I hope not. Yep. All right. Well, that being said, that's all we've got. Make sure um, if you – are made it, if you made it to this point of the podcast, be a friend, tell a friend, send it to somebody, um, like and subscribe, all that good stuff. I cannot wait for another great week of college football. We're going to have a whole hell of a lot to talk about next week too. Next week, I mean, recapping this plus the week three slate, god damn, we're back, dude. We yep, are Never-ending back. supply of content now, baby. We're so back. Yep, I we'll see you. It. We'll see you in the next one. Bye now.